this week on the Divided Opinion Podcast. I think we're going to start off, are we going to start off with a Premier League team of the year for the calendar year, West? Yeah. yeah you up for that? Let's yeah. get straight into it. Bukayo Saka, B- I mean. Bukayo Saka. I think I've I'll been... tell you what. Could be a shout. He, he's been unbelievable this season. And last, and last really. Aubameyang. <laughs> Next. So the premise of the game, we're going to call it Guess Who. Me and Westy are both going to come up with someone, and we've got them down in front of us, and the other one has got to guess them. If it's kind of like Guess Who, um, it is very much like Guess Who. <laughs> is there? I a know t- when you say, is there a time limit on this? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing (laughs) in this podcast. A lot of editing. Hello and welcome back to season two, episode 17, a.k.a. the Christmas special, the Divided Opinion Christmas special. As always, Westy joins me with all his festive cheer. How are we, Westy? You feeling festive? Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Getting there on the twenty third. Yeah, I reckon by the by the twenty fifth, hopefully, I'll be feeling pretty festive. Yeah, it's just there's so much build up in there. It's just everyone puts so much on Christmas, and then it's all over in a day. Yeah, but, and I feel like it's hard. It's, it's pretty hard, isn't it, to get feeling festive with everything that's going on right now? But I suppose you've just got to power through and keep well, positive. Yeah. Hopefully, we can bring that festive cheer today. Um, we've got to admit, there's not much festive about this episode, but it's just going to be a relaxed one. Uh, we've both been busy, so there's not much prep has gone into it. So we're just going to talk over a few things. We've got a we've got a game we're going to play, like a guess who style game. Which listen on because it's it's better than it sounds, and I think it it should be good listening. You guys can can play along at home. I think we're going to start off. Are we going to start off with a Premier League team of the year? For the calendar year, West. Yeah, yeah. You up for that? Let's yeah. Get straight into and it. this isn't going to be similar to the episodes we've done in the past, whether it's the Ballon d'Or episodes or previous team of the years, because we haven't done much prep. We're going to be honest, but we're just going to go through and do it off the top of our head. So it's a, it's more of a test for us. Yeah, I'd say. So should we start off in goal? Premier League. Who is the goalkeeper of the year? So it's the back end of last season and the start of this season. Who's your who's the um, first kind of names that come into your head? Uh, oh, Who are I, the nominees? I think for, I think for me it'd probably come down to to probably just two Edison and Mendy of Chelsea probably. I think Do you not think Allison. Um, well, no, because I think if you look at his second half of last season, he was all over the place, wasn't he? Remember, he had. I think even Liverpool fans were getting pretty fed up at the end of last season, yeah. and Liverpool as a whole last season they weren't they weren't doing great. Obviously, he did get that header that sort of secured them the Champions League place at the end of last season, which could come into it. But I think well, in, that is it. He's the only goalkeeper that scored a goal. Yeah, in, but first or, and foremost, the only goalkeeper in our list. Yeah, but um, but you, 
I just I'm interested first of all, you just stick with Alisson because I'm always interested with Alisson because I think the stats show that shot stopping he's outstanding and the way he makes himself big and that is where he is his, the positives lie within his game but I always do think he is prone to a mistake like he always do, I don't know if it's just because he plays on the edge a bit and tries to play comfortably on the ball but he does always seem prone to a mistake doesn't he yeah I think that yeah was it I think it's his distribution. I mean, like you say, he's such a great shot stopper and I mean, he's obviously one of the best keepers in the world without a doubt, but I've I've never been sort of overly confident when he's been on the ball and stuff. I don't think, he, I mean, he's nowhere near the level of his Brazilian teammate, Edison, when it comes to that sort no. of stuff. I think they're both different at better things. I think Alisson's a, a far better shot stopper, like you say, and naturally the sort of reflex and stuff, it's, he's much more, much more of a complete keeper than Edison, but I think you can't look past Edison's I mean distribution the way he sort of he fits so well into that that Manchester City team with playing out from the back I mean they both suit yeah. they both suit each other's teams perfectly I think who plays for Brazil out of the two uh, Alisson predominantly yeah well so are we leaning towards Edison then I think the... for this season because I think if you look at his stats as well for obviously they won the title last year you can't forget about that won it at Cantor I think they finished 14 points clear of United and then this season, obviously, that Christmas they're four points clear, I think, and yeah. I think he's already got something like nine clean sheets, something like that. I mean, he's he's had a pretty sort of easy start to the season. That's been made by his defence in front of him, but also himself. Yeah, you can't argue, can you? No. You can't argue. Right, Edison goes in, in goal for our Premier League team of the year. What formation are we going to go with? Um, what about four three three? Four three three. I think that's the. The, yeah. the base. Um, we can adapt it to a four-two-three-one if needed. Yeah. Um. So at right back, I think we've, there's a lot of options. Yeah, and, there's a lot. Well, yeah. Actually, we were going to talk. We were going to do like a chart show kind of thing today. It's an idea I've had for a while, and we think we will do it one day because I think it is a good idea. But we just kind of ran out of time today. But one of the things that was going to go on my chart show for this year was fullbacks and all wingbacks maybe because. I mean, what a year it has been for fullbacks, and it has been over the last couple of years, really, because the position has just been completely revolutionised. And what people ask of fullbacks now, the the ability they're expected to have, the well-roundedness to their game, and we're seeing it so much. I mean, you look at Chelsea this season with Chilwell and Reese James. You see it with Liverpool. We've seen for the past few seasons with Trent and Robertson, and now you look at City with Cancelo and Walker and. Fullbacks are becoming one of the most important positions on the pitch, and some of the team's best players. Yeah. What do you think that is down to? Do you think it's just the game adapting, and we just expect more of players nowadays? Um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, like you say, even five, ten years ago, that there wasn't, there wasn't that expectation and sort of weight on the shoulders of a fullback to to have to go and do them things and sort of move into the opposition half more regularly and influence play you just sort of you were just sort of thought of someone who's first and foremost their job is to defend and it's still that still is 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 correct but I think if you look over the last three or four seasons I think people like like you say Trent Alexander-Arnold Andy Robertson I think them two alone they've sort of they've just revolutionised that position and like you say, when I think when was it Jamie Carragher said a few years back that no one wanted to grow up to be a Gary Neville as a fullback, and how like in five or six exactly. years, how much is exactly. that that quote? 
sort of gone down badly because I bet there's so many kids out there now that look at these people like Trent, Rhys James, Andy Robertson, Chilwell, Luke Shaw, and they just think, you know, I want to be that. I want to play that position because I want to do what they do and chip in with assists and goals, but yeah. also get it stuck in as well at, at the back. Exactly. And I was actually going to say that so I think before you always looked at fullbacks and they it was almost like if you weren't if you're not a good centre mid or if you're not a good centre back or if you're not a good winger, you go fullback. I think that's why it always felt like that if you weren't quite good enough to play in one of the the blockbuster positions, you get put out at fullback. But that's changed now, and like you said, people are growing up wanting to be a fullback, and it's just incredible to see. And now we'll move on now and talk about our right back and left back I suppose we'll start with left back because I think it's a little bit easier and it probably well it, I think it's going to be a, a right back that has moved into left back yeah is it a shoo-in for João Cancelo at left back do you reckon yeah I think he sort of he sort of walks into that I mean I think if you're maybe judging off the second half of last season and obviously last season as a whole I think maybe Luke Shaw could have ran him close but I think I think what we've seen this season, I think obviously Luke Shaw's struggled with injuries and United mm. have, United as a whole haven't been great um, and he's had a poor season himself. But I think even if he'd carried on that good form, I, th- I just don't think you can look past Jao Cancelo. I mean, no. you talk about revolutionising a position. I mean, I think feel like Trent and people like Robertson, they, they're sort of similar in the way of how they play. But Cancelo, the way you see him, sort of when Man City are on the ball and off the ball, he's just like he's playing central midfield. He drops into holding yeah. midfield. Sometimes he'll be sort of left wing, right wing. He's all over the place. And but his, but his like technical ability, the the way he can assist and score every almost every game or every other game. I mean, he's just a crazy yeah. footballer. Yeah, it's that inverted fullback. Is that what you call it now? Like the, yeah. they come inside, don't they? And I mean, it's what you see with wing backs as well with Chelsea. And I think it is worth a mention um, a Chelsea wing back, Chilwell. I think this season, I mean, I've I've had my fair share of things to say about Chilwell. I thought he was pretty average at Leicester. Uh, he was a solid player, don't get me wrong. But I was obviously surprised to see him go to Chelsea. And how much do we get from fifty million? Was it? Yeah. Or was it maybe less than that? Around that ballpark figure, around that. And I think this season, we've seen how important he is to this Chelsea team now. I mean, I saw an interview with Lampard, that overlap with Neville, and he was saying that Chilwell was the signing that he, he'd pinpointed himself and said, I want Ben Chilwell. And it's turned out to pay dividends because he's been injured recently and we've seen how important he obviously is to that Chelsea team and the overall balance of the team and just how important wing-backs are to Tuchel's system. So I think Chilwell definitely deserves a mention, but yeah, Cancelo's going in. Um, obviously, right-back, I think there's going to be more of a debate. And is it between... who? I mean, who are you thinking? Is it between James, Alexander-Arnold? Are there any other names that worth mentioning? Um, I mean, obviously, they're the two standout options because of what they can offer you offensively, but... I feel like you can obviously you can still never really look past Kyle Walker. I mean, no, he was brilliant last season. Obviously, won the, he's won the Premier League. Um, obviously, he did really well in the Euros, but we're not really taking the Euros into account. But it sort of does lead on to the back end and this start of this season. Kufal, Kufal, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an, he's one of them players, isn't he? Like goes under the radar so much, but he's so important mm. to that West Ham team. 
but yeah, I, sorry, I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you with you what you were saying about Walker. Oh no, 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 no! I sort of finished on him anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've slated Walker in the past as well. We have, we yeah. have slated him. Um, yeah, we'll I think probably, I think probably more, more from your side. I think the slatings come from. Yeah, yeah. true. A bit like Chilwell as true. well. You're very. Uh, be, yeah, but I've just. I think I've just got. I've just won it back with Chilwell there. You've got it off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, no, I think. It, I don't know, you know, it's so hard, but sort of swaying probably towards Trent for me. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's instinctually I am. And I think sometimes with Trent, it's just hard not to just sit back and marvel at the the talent that the guy's evidently got. And I think it's just there's something about when you see a player and when they're just, they look the, the part and Trent looks the part. He just, he's the complete player in terms of, physicality everything like you can just tell he was he was just born to be a professional footballer or an athlete and I don't think there's technically men like I think he's at least in the top five in the Premier League technic for technical ability obviously I mean last season though for Liverpool in the Premier League was he that good oh no I mean second half of the season no no he wasn't I mean you could give that argument though for the whole Liverpool team last season. I think it was but just... in the second half of last season. Reese James won a Champions League, and I know this is a Premier League team of the year, but it's not. We're not purely focusing on Premier League. Yeah, I think there is a massive argument for Reese James because, I mean, what is he? Chelsea's top goal, top, Chelsea's top <laughs> goal scorer this season. Yeah, he is and top top assist as well. Lukaku. I mean, they signed a hundred million pound striker, and Reese James is here. Is your top goal scorer. £100 million striker, which I predicted exactly how this would go. Right, so what are we going? Are we... Um, I'm happy to go Trent. I think we should go Trent, yeah. All right, we'll go Trent. Okay, then in centre-back, who are you thinking? Who are the first names you're drawn to? Ruben Diaz. I think Ruben Diaz definitely... Yeah, I mean, we don't even have to talk about him. He goes straight in. Yeah, definitely. If you want to hear... My thoughts on Ruben Diaz, the Ballon d'Or episode, and I keep pushing people to listen to it because honestly, we believe it's potentially our best podcast that we've made this year or ever. And yeah, go back and listen to it. And Ruben Diaz made my top 10 in the Ballon d'Or. And regardless of if you're listening to it a few months down the line or whatever, it's still relevant. And yeah, we think you'll enjoy that. Sorry, so what were you saying, West? Other other candidates? Um. I think you maybe got to look at um, Rudiger. Yeah, for this sort for of sure. calendar year. I mean, obviously, like you say, it's not it's not a Champions League or European episode, but he it's a big thing winning the Champions League, and he's been brilliant this season as well. I still have my yeah. reservations of him playing in the back two. I still yeah. think he's a very not very limited. I think he's a limited defender when it comes to playing in the two, but obviously he's he's not so. Well, let's just actually stick with that. I'm, I'm interested to know because obviously you are a centre back. What does it mean having if it's a if it's a player that can only play in a back three? Does that retract a lot from their quality as a player, or what makes a centre back able to play in a two and in a three? And why can't some players do both or one or the other? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I, th- I think it mainly comes from just experience and what you've been used to playing as well maybe growing up if, if you're 
playing in different systems or obviously at a professional level for these guys obviously it's so it's a much different ball game to what we've played and stuff um, it's still the same game mate. it's still the same game still 11 v 11 yeah I don't know I feel like in a two I, I've always as a, as a player myself I've always felt more comfortable in a two because I've I've played in the two my whole life really and even though at times you might feel a bit more a bit more isolated because there's just two of you there I still feel like you feel more isolated as a three because obviously the full backs are pushing on the wing backs and it sort of a it sort of feels very open but I feel like yeah some players can fit into either system I mean just like 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 there's like it's nothing but yeah. I think you it's really a case if you just have to really sort of ask each individual on their own because it's it is just that that that, that matter of experience and how comfortable you feel in that thing yeah. it, it literally it really is a personal preference I mean it's not anything that you can sort of pinpoint would you say you have to be if you're playing in a free you have to be a bit more like faster maybe a bit more mobile um, yeah possibly because you've you, yeah you sort of if, especially if you're playing on sort of the left or right side compared to a centre I mean the centre is normally sort of the one that clears everything up the ball winner and then you've got like the, the two on the either side of him and like you say, you might have to deal with a bit more pace on the wings because you sort of get exploited and dragged out a bit more, and you're playing a bit wider. But yeah, it's it's just one of them things. Like yeah. it's all personal preference and how comfortable you feel, and it, it all com- all comes down to experience. I'm sure you can put any player who's not played there, say they've played in the two their whole life, you could put them in the three, and for the first few weeks it would feel alien to them. But if you play it long mm. enough, it sort of comes second nature. Yeah, it's interesting because I imagine though, and I'm actually, I, I imagine it's probably changing now because with we're seeing with three at the back formations, they're they're all the rage at the moment. But I imagine most academy players will have learned in a four at the back. Yeah, what, do you reckon I'd be wrong in saying? No, that? No, no, I think you'd be right. I think the majority of sort of youth set up from you go from straight from grassroots all the way through to academy and that's the highest level of youth football. I think. It's traditionally football is played as a four, isn't it? Four fours and yeah. four threes, and you know, I think the the sort of three at the back. I mean, obviously, you look at teams in the past that have played it back in the day, like sort of like the some of the old Milan teams, and but I think traditionally football is based on a sort of a, a back four. It's sort of a yeah. new, sort of like a new new thing. This this sort of craze of playing three at the back. I feel like I feel like a lot of teams want to play it nowadays, and a lot of teams just aren't capable of doing it. Yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. I, I think it is one of those those things. It's like it's hard to get right, but if you get it right, the the possibilities are, are limitless, and they can make you into a, an outrageous team. And we saw it obviously when us when Chelsea visited Leicester, we tried to match them up, and you just saw the difference in a team that had developed it, understood everyone understood what their role was, and a team that were trying to just match up, and Chelsea just tore Leicester apart because of that it's actually interesting and we'll, we, we will get back onto the team of the year but I read an interesting article on The Athletic basically talking about players that kind of evade the stats and the kind of players that because obviously now this, these days every, it's all, everyone's trying to stat pad and everyone's defining certain players how good they are by their stats we're all obsessed by it but there are these certain players that are like anom- anomalies they don't look good on the stats, but they never leave their team's lineup. And just going back to what you were saying about the three at the back and the guy in the centre, they were talking about Connor Cody and how he never leaves the new, the what uh, the Wolves lineup. And I think 
think he's played 1,722 minutes out of 1,800 this this week, this season or something. But apparently on the stats, he looks he looks awful. And Van Dijk's one of them as well. And they were basically saying that these there are these centre backs that because they're just so good at reading the game that they don't it doesn't come up as an interception or a tackle or because you you see it where a player just won't they'll never get challenged because they're almost targeted as a player that you can't beat almost so it's interesting is it yeah. I, don't, I don't really know where i was no, going no. with that but it's an interesting article on the athletic if you want to give it a read yeah right so what well, yeah we went on a bit of a time <laughs> so who are we going for so we've got rudiger um, um got ruben diaz haven't we um i think evans has been really good this calendar year but injuries have, have not helped to be fair when he's been fit <laughs> yeah, Wesley when, Fafana has been them, really good in, but in again them, injuries in them seven games that Johnny Evans has played <laughs> <laughs> um, um, if you don't laugh you'll cry mate yeah um, I mean if I think if, he, if he'd sort of followed it on through into this season John Stones I feel like that would have been the sort of natural partnership mm. to go with but I don't know what it's just so strange hit that situation with him at City it's like he just seems to go through phases of just getting frozen out. I mean, mm. don't understand. I think it. obviously Liverpool haven't really got any contenders have they? I think if Van Dijk had been fit all year, he probably would have walked into it. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm leading towards Rudiger to be fair. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you can sort of there's players that uh, outside of the box players that you we're not even probably thinking of. I mean, that's exactly some of the I'm lads thinking. at West Ham. I mean, like people like Craig Dawson. I mean. Some Dawson, great year yeah, there you've brilliant. had. Um, Zuma's been good actually. Yeah, obviously I think he's got injured in, re- in recent games, but he did well with Chelsea last season. Scored a lot of goals, and then obviously he's moved to West Ham, and it's, it's well documented the season they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I feel let like us know, guys. I if f- there if there is what someone we're missing, I do feel like Rudiger maybe aren't basing on the fact that he's obviously got a Champions League under the belt and. They've obviously had a overly overall strong start to this season as well. I mean, you'd probably have to put him in there with Diaz. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone that we're we're missing out, but I don't think there is. I think we'll go. I'm happy to go with Rudiger. Yeah. All right, we'll go. So we've got our back four of well, we'll start with the goalkeeper Edison in goal, Cancelo at left back. Right back, we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, and then the centre-back pairing of Rudiger and Diaz. I mean, that's a pretty strong defence in my eyes. So we've got a three in the midfield now. I'm going to chuck a name out there that I think has to be in there, and possibly just off what he's done this season. But I think Bernardo Silva, in my opinion, should be in the team. Don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, fair shout. Do you think? Do you think it's just a six-month period? Um, no, I mean you can't sort of you can't sort of look at look over what he's done. I mean he's had a brilliant start to the season. I mean I can't remember him having that much of an influence last season. I don't think he played as much as he would have liked last season. That's probably why I wanted to leave in the summer. I think with last season as well because it was just the obviously the COVID season. City did just walk it at the end, didn't they? Yeah, because like of the depth they had, they just walked the league and. They weren't really going to grab the headlines. We all no. knew that City were going to win the league. Um, I think, well, another, we'll, we'll come back to Bernardo Silva. Obviously, he's more of the attacking one. But I think Declan Rice does, deserves a real push for the team. Just so consistent. Every game I watch him, 
It's 100% maximum effort. And it's incredible as well how much of a leader he is on that pitch. It's an incredibly difficult thing to do when you're... How old is he? 21? 22? 22. Maybe a little bit older. Yeah, 23, 22, yeah. To go into a team that's full of players that are older than you and to command respect the way he does... Because I imagine a lot of players in that team early on, when you hear that Rice has become captain, you'd think, oh, I don't know about that. I'm a more senior player, possibly more experienced than him. But the guy just demands respect, doesn't he? Yeah. You can't argue with his performances on the pitch. No, Do you I think, think he's yeah, yeah, an I argument think to be in the team? He's got an argument. Um, I think I think Rodri's got a big, a big shout. But when we look at importance to the team, and I'm not saying Rodri's a very important player to City, but you look at the team and you go, look at the team around him. Like maybe if you took Rodri out of that team, Fernandinho comes in and City still win the league. Yeah. You take Declan Rice out of that West Ham team, what do they become? Yeah, I mean you've got a fair point. Yeah, he's been brilliant. You got any shouts for midfield? Um. Well, obviously, people will. I mean, I it's not really one I've ever been massively on board with, but obviously, I'm sure people will be in the comments talking about Jorginho. To be fair, yeah. But I don't know. It's just not one. He just just doesn't do it for me. It's just not excite that exciting, is it? Because he's a lot of sideways passing, and and it's just, just not maybe that's maybe a little bit a bit <laughs> harsh, but. He's he's a top player, but he's not like he like we like I just said he's not the most influential player on that pitch, is he? No, he's influential. Don't get me wrong, but I just well we we can we can bench him for the for now. I mean we can do a bench if you'd like. Uh, I'm really I really like Declan Rice as a shout to be honest. Yeah, no, I think, I'm happy. I really to go think with Declan in that Rice. defensive midfield. Yeah, I think I mean like you say I think for the you've got to look at uh, the, the the teams sort of as a whole I mean the effect he's had on West Ham and what he, what West Ham play like when he's not in the team is a big difference I mean so I think yeah, yeah I think Declan Rice is, is, is a good shout yeah uh, who are you thinking so we've obviously got Bernardo Silva surely there must be some more names that we can think of what about Kevin De Bruyne I mean I mean, he's he's another one that's quickly becoming like a an enemy of the divided opinion. I mean, if if Kevin De Bruyne ever listens to the divided opinion podcast, we're finished, mate. We'd have some lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Libelous, mate. I think Bruno Fernandez has got to be in there. Put your argument forward for Bruno Fernandez, mate. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Is that it? Is that all you've got? I just think he's. Unbelievable! I think if you if you're giving shouts of Kevin De Bruyne, I think Bruno Fernandez has been been ten times the player he's been over the past two seasons or so. I think no, I definitely agree that that Bruno would be in with a shout. Um, I just suppose, I think it almost seems too easy though. Do you know what I mean to go to? And I think you'd be lying to yourself as well that I don't think Bruno has been the player that he was when he first joined United. He's obviously. The thing for Bruno is like he's been pretty average, and obviously his average is still way above everyone else. But just well, Bruno, I'm not saying he couldn't be in our team. He could be. Yeah, obviously, I think with Bruno, I mean, I mean, he he started off so so amazingly well that he sort of he set the bar so high for himself. Mm. But I still feel like even like like you say, even if his performances aren't at that level that they would they were. They're still massively high because you just look at the numbers he still provides when he's in in bad in so-called bad spells of form. I mean, he's yeah. been the highest 
highest goal score goal scoring and assisting midfielder in Europe over the past five seasons in a row. I mean, it's pretty. No, remarkable. it's definitely. It's just like I just think when you look, as but do you not look at? I think if Bruno's going in there, I, I I'm looking now and I'm looking just on Twitter at some other people's team of the years, and people are putting Jorginho in their world team of the year. I think I think maybe Jorginho has to go in there. What with, but with, then again, with Rice? Has he been that good in the Prem? Are we build, are we building a team here? Or are we just like we? I don't think we're building it to work well together, are we? I don't know. No, we, I mean we can't really, I suppose. But still, still got to be an element of structure in there. I think. Right. So, what is it? Are you saying it's Jorginho or Rice? Well, I think you could play both of them. Maybe if you wanted to, if you wanted to play two as a yeah. hold, as a holding, because Rice is very sort of box to box, isn't he? Yeah, we'll can go to yeah, we'll go Jorginho and Rice then. Yeah. In. And then we need an attacking midfielder. And I think Bernardo Silva's been better than than Bruno, in my opinion. <laughs> Come on. Give me your argument back. I think I think Bernardo Silva this season, the influence he's had on Man City, I think's incredible the way he's stepped up to the plate. He obviously won the Premier League last season. He's in the team that are favourites to win it again this season. And I think as well if you just look at where he's kind of the the step up that he's made this season because everyone was talking about him leaving mm. and he's come in and he's now their most important player he's so influential yeah. just look at some of the things he's doing I'm not taking anything away from Bruno and I think the one thing that takes away from Bruno is just the team he's in and he's not had the, the right environment to thrive in he's not had the right manager and hopefully now under Ralph Ranjik he'll be able to to perform at a higher level and get the best out of him because how often have we seen it where you see him Bruno's pressing and he, he's working hard and he's just let down by those around him yeah and I think that is what takes away from Bruno so what no, are you happy no. to go with Bernardo no, I'll go with Bernardo if you want to go with Bernardo I think we should go with Bernardo mate I think we should alright Bernardo Silva goes into a midfield three of Declan Rice Jorginho and Bernardo Silva I like that midfield mm. um Right, so we've got wingers now, and obviously right wing, Mo Salah. But there's no argument there, is there? Yeah, Mo Salah. Yeah, we've we spoke about Mo Salah hours on this podcast, so we don't need to say anything more about him. Yeah. Um, left winger, who are we thinking? Mm. You got anyone that comes? It's quite. It's an interesting one. That it that's is a tough one. I, I also Mane's a, I do want to give a little. I think no. If we're talking on the right wing, obviously Salah goes in there. Obviously, but I mean, without saying, but I think someone who deserves a shout out, I think he would have been closely behind him, is Riyad Mahrez. I think, yeah. really, I think he's he's a, he's a criminally underrated player. I mean, because yeah, of, because of all the superstars in that City team, and like even like you look now, I mean, the, they've had the arrival of Grealish. It's not probably worked as well as he'd want it to, and obviously there's been off the field stuff that's affected him as well. But I think even, I think with Mahrez, you see like players join, come and go. At City, and he's 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 a bit of a constant, isn't he? Like his his level never mm. drops, really. Mars, you never see Mars has gone for a bad patch at City. I mean, I think last season as well, especially he was he was so good last season for City, and obviously, like you say, because when it was all behind closed doors, you just don't seem to take much of a notice of stuff, do you? But I think no. he's definitely someone that would have been in there, barring Salah. Obviously, you can't yeah. leave Salah out. But. It's, that's the thing. Anyone at that right wing in this Premier League era is just going to be in the shadow of Mo Salah. And it's not a, a bad shadow to be in, is it? But no. I, I completely agree with Mares, And I think we are starting to just kind of learn with, 
with Man City players and players that go to Man City, you've got to have a strong mindset because you're going to go there and you're not going to be that the number one guy, are you? You're not going to be getting the amount of goals and assists you were at your previous clubs. You're not going to be taking all the free kicks, all the penalties, or like you've got to adapt and and just realise you're going to be part of a team and you're going to be part of a winning team at that. And I I agree. I think Maris has been outstanding. And I'll always love Maris. He'll always have a place in my heart. Left wing, are we thinking Sadio Mane? I think I've been disappointed with Mane. I think his his performances have upped recently mm. with as the team have got better, as yeah. Liverpool have got better. But last season was really disappointing. The start of this season as well. And he won't get anywhere near. Barn my, door. He won't get anywhere near my team. Um, no, no, sorry, Sadio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sadio's Christmas is ruined. It'd be harsh. I won't get anywhere near my team. He's crying um, into his turkey now, mate. Left wing. So someone else here has got Mane. Could you, Diogo Jota be maybe go left Jota wing? Jota possibly, He's yeah. He's been outstanding this season. Yeah, Jota. It's, it's a tough one with Liverpool players. I mean, obviously, barring sort of Trent and Salah, who have sort of been constants throughout, I mean, it's just so hard because the, 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 the start, the level and difference between last season and this season is just massive, isn't it? Mm. And it's just no, so it's hard. True. But um, I don't know. I feel like we... Trying to search for sort of a a player that Raheem Sterling does he get a shout? No, not for me. No, no. I think Jota's a really good shout. To be fair, uh, and he was someone that I had pinpointed as someone that was going to have a big year, and he has done. No names are coming to mind really. Right, Pablo we'll Fornells, <laughs> Mason Mount. Mm, he's not really left. Emil Smith Rowe, Bukayo Saka. I B- mean, Bukayo Saka. I think I've I been... tell you what. Could be a shout. He he's been unbelievable this season. I and don't last, know if you've got to last, watch him much. really. Yeah, but I've I never I didn't get to see him too much last season. Um, I just think maybe Arsenal just weren't the team to watch, were they? But if I see Arsenal on the schedule now, I always give them a watch. And Bakayo Saka is at the centre of everything, and he's just so unconventional. He just looks so difficult to deal with and yeah. just so unpredictable. And it's that low centre of gravity we see with so many wing players that just makes him impossible to deal with. And sometimes he's one of those players where it doesn't look like he knows where he's going. No, like it's no. all fir- He goes off his first thought and just follows his legs almost. And that's what makes him so difficult to deal with. Yeah. Obviously, he does play right. He does play right. I don't want, don't want to seem like we're shoehorning him in. No, um, but then again, Jota also is a striker technically, isn't he? Yeah, or like a force. He's more of yeah, I suppose. Um, I'm having a really. But then again, we could we could go we could get put um we could put Bernardo at left wing, and then get someone else in that attacking midfield role, and that that might be a bit more suited to a Jota, Conor Gallagher. Hmm. Does he deserve a shout? I mean, he's been outstanding this season. Maybe not over the whole year though. I wasn't. It's a strange one with Gallagher. I, wasn't, I mean, I thought he was really never really stood out. Obviously, he was playing in a poor team at West Brom last year, but I couldn't mm. have. I couldn't have really ever foreseen this sort of level of what he's showing no. on loan at a different club because similar sort of foundations. I mean, obviously, I think Palace have got a, a genuinely better squad than obviously West Ham, West West Brom. Sorry. Yeah, but he's just uh, the level he sort of stepped up to from last season to this season. It's pretty mental I mean I think Chelsea might be sort of regretting letting him go on loan this season now 
Yeah, no, I think so. And he, I think it's funny where we've got all these attacking midfielders coming through in England, and I don't think it's. I think it's like the effects of you know that Spanish era, like these. These are the ages of of lads that were growing up watching the Iniestas when Spain were dominating, Barcelona were dominating, winning everything domestically in Europe, and then Spain were winning the World Cup Euros. I think that's what it is. I think it's there's the Bernardo Silva's Iniestas that people are watching. Because you look at this, all this, that kind of this age group of Madison, Mount, Grealish, Foden, Emil Smith Rowe, Conor Gallagher. It seems to be the where all our best players lie for England. Yeah, and I, I've been really impressed with Conor Gallagher, and I think it's interesting that they all offer something different. Yeah. All of those players that I just listed there have all got different positives. There's not one where you'd look at and go, "Yeah, he's a carbon copy of him," so to speak. Emmanuel Dennis. I don't think he makes a team of the year. Well, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> took a name out there, mate. He's been brilliant for Watford this season. Um, possibly over. I mean, left wing is not really his position, but maybe Mason Greenwood as a as a shout. No, he doesn't for me. I think he's an outstanding talent, Mason Greenwood. But I think again, possibly let down by those around him. I think he hasn't been developed enough by by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I don't think we see much. I think he's obvious that he's got outrageous natural talent. But it seems like that's all he's still got at the minute. And I would have liked to have seen his other sides of his game develop a bit more and a bit more consistency. But then again, with a lot of these United players, if United start to go on a bit of a upward trajectory, I think this is where we'll see the, be- the best of Mason Greenwood and the best of Bruno Fernandes. I think he's worth a mention. And he's obviously in the runnings for like the young players of the year or whatever. And I think it should be worth noting that he it should probably help him his argument that he's been in that poor team. So where are we, who are we thinking? It's tough, this left wing. So I think the main front runners are just Jota, Diego Jota. I mean, we didn't talk about Yuri Tielemans. He's been brilliant in midfield. I think, it, I actually, looking back, I would have probably had him above Jorginho. You know? who, you think, who are we thinking for left wing? This is tough. We've got to move on. Are we missing any glaring Human Son, Rafinha. Mm, they're all right. I mean, Son, obviously, isn't but Someone get in my team, but Rafinha's a right We're going to have to shoehorn someone in. Hmm. Phil Foden we haven't mentioned I think maybe if we're going to shoehorn anyone in it'd probably be Diego Jota yeah alright Diego Jota goes in and then up front I think this is a tough one because number nines they seem to like gone out of fashion a bit do you not think yeah Harry Kane obviously is the first name that comes to your head I think Cristiano Ronaldo this six months but Ronaldo's a shout he is a shout but He's, if we look, but then again, Kane's been really poor for six months, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, Kane wouldn't be in my thinking, without a doubt. But uh, goals scored, I think he has still scored an outrageous amount of goals in 2021. Hmm. But maybe then, maybe Jota should be in the striker position. Oh, it's really tough. It is tough, isn't it? I think a lot of people are saying Kane. Jamie Vardy, he's been good this season, very good this season. Scored two last night. Obviously, it wasn't in the Premier League, but did score two last night. Everyone, uh, I'm looking on Twitter and everyone's saying, no idea about striker. There's a few Vardy shouts, a couple Ronaldos and a couple Canes. But most people have got Jota as their left winger here. Yeah. Mikel Antonio? He's got, I mean, he's got, he's definitely got a shout. But I don't know. I mean, I've never, he just, he just, just doesn't, just doesn't do it for me, Antonio. Abamio. 
<laughs> Next. <laughs> well, could you just play with ten men? Yeah, I mean. I'm, I don't want to go Ronaldo. I really don't want to go Ronaldo. Bro. Why? Really You've got such an agenda really against don't. United players. You have. I mean, I haven't, lad. I just don't as soon think as Ronaldo anyone is. gets sort of mentioned in Greenwood, he's been that good in the Premier League. I think the most impact he's made has been in the Champions League since he he rejoined. Would I be wrong in saying? He still scored eight Premier League goals. I think it's not bad. But where are United currently in the Prem? Fifth, sixth. Are you fifth? Doesn't matter. Six. We've got we've got, we've, fifth, got, we've, six, we've, got we've got three games in hand. If we win all the games in hand, then we're in the top four. So it's not about. I think. All right, just for purely because there's a lack of. I just of know, contenders. I don't think we'll you can. Cristiano Ronaldo, don't I don't think you can say purely because it's a lack of contenders when you're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. But lad, I'm not disrespecting him as a player. The guy's the second best player of all time. <laughs> 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 I think for me personally, if it was my choice, I'd go Jota in the striker position and then I'd go at left wing. I'd go, I'd have someone like Mount, Foden. But I think Mount's been excellent this season. But excellent. Ne- neither of them are wingers though, are they? But you would, but no, and then I'd put, I'd put Silver out on the wing. But then Bernardo Silva, you sure you wanted him into a left wing position where he's. But he has played winger a lot in a, like winger a lot in his career. Yeah, but his all of his creativity comes from cutting him from the right, doesn't it? How about Rafinha? Do you think he deserves a shout? And ignore the fact that he's a right winger. No, not really. No. No. I think I don't think any Leeds player deserves to be in there. To be honest. Sorry, Rafinha. Try my best, mate. <laughs> uh, well, I think we're just gonna have to. We need to just pick someone, bro. Who are we going for? You choose Ronaldo. <laughs> We're going Ronaldo. I mean, like Cristiano Ronaldo. Generally, generally, if there was other people out there that had over the course of the, the two parts of these different seasons, but there's just not. There's no one stand stood out at all. No, this is true, and I think that is the main thing we take away from this. Strikers have got to do better. Yeah, and I think if we're going to whack this team out on the pitch, and me and you are going to stand on the sidelines and manage this team. I think it's perfect to have Cristiano Ronaldo up front, and it's yeah. it's a great team. <laughs> yeah, you've got creative players all around him. Players yeah. that are going to put balls into the area. Uh, yeah, yeah. and I think so. Who are your honourable mentions for me? If there was one player that I'd be getting into that team, looking back, it would be Yuri Tielemans. I yeah, think he's just been outstanding. I've spoke about it before in the podcast. I think Tielemans for me as well. Um, I think, I think, um, obviously, it might be a bit cliche, but I think Thomas Suchek definitely yep. deserves a mention over the ever since he signed for West Ham I think he's just been brilliant I think that's that's the thing as well Rice is in our team and that's thanks to his partner Suchek isn't it yeah um, definitely um, I mean there's, yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot out there I mean I think you know what I think you know, I was thinking about obviously Trent's in there obviously straight away but I think coming off the, the first four or five months of this season I think I've been Tommy Asu's been brilliant for Arsenal. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Like, what a player he is. I mean, the fact that yeah. uh, no, that he was sort of being offered around to loads of Premier League clubs. I, remember, I saw a video of them all joking on Sky Sports, weren't they? Yeah. Like, Cave, soft, what's his name? Not, yeah, not, yeah, I couldn't yeah. pinpoint his name, but um, yeah, they're all joking around saying, oh, they've, Arsenal have signed someone who's not really right back, but he's not really a centre back. <laughs> yeah, he's been brilliant. He looks brilliant. He looks like a brilliant player. Just an honest player as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Just definitely. hard working. Yeah, well, obviously um, Sue fell as well. You mean? Yeah. No, there's a lot of lot of good names. Jared Bowen made our team. 
Jared Bowen, yeah, I think most of West Ham's starting lineup deserve a mention, don't they? Yeah. But I think we will be doing uh, a team of the season at the end of the 21-22 season. And there are a lot of players that didn't get a mention there that will be will be fine to get into that. Anyway, I think we should move on because we have ended up going on longer than I expected, but it's a good thing. I've enjoyed doing that. We're going to move on now to the game, the game show element of the of the show that we have planned and we think it's going to be interesting. Um, it's certainly going to be interesting. I see a lot of these kind of things you don't really know until you <laughs> do them, until you put them into practice, you don't really know what it's going to sound like uh, or, or come across to you guys at home listening. But basically, so the premise of the game, we're going to call it Guess Who. So our, our, me and Westy are both going to come up with someone and we've got them down in front of us. So we've both got a player in our heads and the other one has got to guess them. And they do that by each go, we have a go each at revealing a team that they've played for and go in chronological order where they've started and gradually go through. Um, am I describing it well so far? Yeah, yeah. I think, and then yeah. obviously, I think, are, we, are we going as sort of the lowest points wins at the end of the game? Yeah. Well, no, it's the first one to guess. Oh, yeah. So, like, sure, of course, the first yeah. one to guess. We'll do the first one first to guess. First one to guess wins that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, brilliant. And then, so. And obviously, basically as well, if it's kind of like Guess Who, um, it is very much like Guess Who. And then, so <laughs> if I if I chuck if I chuck if I go, hang on, yeah, he played for Manchester United and Everton. I'm gonna go Darren Gibson, and it's not Darren Gibson, it's Lewis Zaha. Yeah. Good shout that from me, Phil um, Neville. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. So if I've got it wrong, that means that I have to reveal two lines, two teams to Westy, and like vice versa. So we'll get started. Westy, go for your one that you you thinking is the most boring one. Boring. Or the easiest, but the easiest one. And we'll just start up. We'll have a trial round. Do you want to go your Leicester player and I'll go the United player? All right, there. Let's go. Okay. So yeah, I've got one United player. Westy's got one Leicester player. Let me just uh, get up his catalogue of clubs. Are we start? Are we going for youth career as well? How many clubs have they got? How many senior clubs have they got? <laughs> Ten. Yeah, we're definitely not doing a youth career. Um, yeah, or, so I'll put a disclaimer: this for this player, his youth career is the same as his that a good chunk of his first club. Okay, what do you, what do you what do you think the policy on loans should be? Is that a separate club, or do you give a loan away? No, I don't. Do give I, a loan? I'm not sure. I, I think we could maybe give loans away, but not that that it, it shouldn't sort of really give away a point. If you know what I mean? Okay, okay. it could sort of be like um, a free hit. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So basically, yeah, just the last rules. So we give away. So this player, I'll start it off. So my player, you're, you're, so you're guessing first. Yeah. So 2005 to 2007, they played for Kolubara. Didn't play a single game. 2005 to 2007. For Kolubara, who? spelled K-O-L-U. B A R A Kolubara, and yeah, you guys listening at home, you can play along with this and let us know. Did you beat us? Right. So you you can have a guess, Wes, or do you want to give me Kolubar? This guy played for United. You... Yeah. Right. So between the years of two thousand to till until two thousand and eight, uh, this guy played for Brighton and Hove Albion, making one hundred and thirty six appearances. That's quite a clue, that. I feel like I should be getting that. Should I be getting this? 
he spent his whole youth career there as well. I'll I'll pass it over. Um, so 2007 to 2009, this guy played for Kosice. 70 appearances, four goals. Kosice. <laughs> 2007 to 2009. Ringing any bells? I don't even know any of them clubs. <laughs> that, I'm that, that's, that's a good idea to go for a player that you don't. Right, give me yours. Right, um, I'm going to give you the the two loans as a free. So this is just two clues. So I don't he, know Valbian. He plays for Leicester now. No, no, not anymore. What? I thought... Oh, I thought <laughs> I this you just said Leicester player. Yes, you should get this one. All right, I'm gonna, not even going to tell you the two loans because it was very early on in his career when he was very I've young. gone all active playing players, me. Oh, right. Um, I haven't. That's fine. Um, I mean, ha- okay. depends how big of a shout they are. So his next permanent club between 2009 to 2013, Southampton, 124 appearances. He went from Brighton to Southampton. Can you give me the appearances and goals back, please? Like, just... 124 appearances for Southampton and 10 goals. See, I know someone that played for Southampton, but obviously that would have been a long time ago. What are the years again? Um, Brighton, 2000-2008. Southampton, 09 to 2013. Are they still playing? Can you give me that? Um, he's He's in the twilight years of his career, in the lower leagues. I'll have to pass it pass alright should I be getting it do you reckon I right think now. the two teams I've mentioned so far should ring a bell yeah right we'll move on 2009 to 2011 Chelsea two games Romney Lukaku no two lines to me oh. come on <laughs> he's gone for it he's gone for the early play oh. real two teams Westy two teams now you're going to have it well that's the game Brighton Hove Albion back on loan for a season and then in 2013 signed for Leicester I need City the, I need the appearances and goals please in his in his loan at Brighton 37 games and two goals and then he spent three years at Leicester 2013 to 2016 making 42 appearances and scoring a single goal oh this is horrible <laughs> this is horrible this because I feel pressure as well because I just feel like people are listening to this <laughs> so he played for Brighton Southampton Brighton again and then Leicester you see I've got a couple of ideas in my head but you've just got to commit mate you just got to just take a gut plunge because I haven't I haven't got any like real good ones this is a play that you loved as well really yeah oh my god that's really Oh, that's horrible. Oh. <laughs> is there a I know ti- when you say is it. Is there a time just... limit on this? <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of editing <laughs> in this podcast. A lot of editing. Um, oh, God. I'm just going to move. I'm going to have to move. Well, all right, we'll have to say it. We'll t- say a time limit. Should we set a time limit then? And I'll just move on now. Because I can't I can't think of anyone. Right. I really can't. Um, Ujoa. No. Oh, De Brighton just came to me. Reveal two lines for me, please. Yeah, this will give you it. Vitesse on loan, 27, two goals. Benfica, 56, got games, six goals. Can you tell me the years, please, of them? Oh, yeah, 2010, 2011, and then 
worked for Tesse on loan. And then 2011 to 2014, Benfica, permanent, 56 games, 6 goals. And he's currently playing for Man United now? Yep. I mean, it re- you really should be getting it, lad. Nemanja Matic? Yep. Fair play, fair play. Right, give me, obviously, the game, the round's yours, but give me the, the next clubs for this guy. Okay, this so... At the end of his career at Leicester, after the season they won the Premier League, he joined Sheffield United on loan, made 30 appearances, and then he was out of, after that season, one season at Sheffield United, and then his last club was in, was Worthing, Worthing Town in 2020. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> what, so, no so to- Southampton to Leicester... And then to Sheffield United doesn't ring any bells of a, a trajectory that one of your favourite players took. <laughs> Am I going to be kicking myself after this? You're going to kick yourself <laughs> really big. Are all the Leicester fans going to be listening? Like oh, this guy's just I mean, experienced. It's not like a. I mean, he wasn't a blockbuster player, but no. it, it's certainly someone that will resonate with Leicester. There's fans. just no, there's no one that comes into med that's gone bright and. That's why I just fought a Joa quickly because obviously he's played for Brian before Leicester. I just give me it, mate. Just put me out of misery. Dean Hammond. Dean Hammond. Yeah, I should have got that. He just honestly, if I'm honest, he just completely slipped out of my head. But he had a, he had a big part to play in that in that Premier League first season as well. Mm. Right, we'll have to move on. It's gonna hurt that one. One nil to Westy. Yeah. So what should we put? What time limit should we put? 30 seconds? No, maybe even less. 15. Alright, so next player. Pick another player, mate. I'm going to go for a tough one next. Alright, you got to start this time. Alright, so first club. It was 2005 to 2006. One season at Luminese. Lumizan. Luminese. Hang on. Lumizan? Or Luminese? Lumizan. Lumazan. An Italian club. He made two okay. appearances and scored zero goals. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, that gives a lot away. Uh, all right. My player, 2009-2010. America Mineiro. 15 games, zero goals. Is this his first club? Yeah, first club. America Mineiro. 0910. he started his youth career there as well. He started his career at some random team, but he was in his youth career at that America Mineiro. All right. Okay. Next club. Next club for you is 2007 to 2010, Inter Milan. 59 appearances and 20 goals. Oh. And you said the first club, what was it, Lumina? Lumizan. The Italian club. Yeah. 2010, 2011, Santos. 49 games, 5 goals. I know there's one player that came into your mind now. Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> 2010, 2011, that. You going to have a guess? No, or? I'm going to pass. You sure you're not tempted? Not tempted. There's only one player that I've ever known play for Santos. <laughs> <laughs> right, give me another club, mate. Right, 2010 to 2000. Is this going to give it away? Could do, yeah. 2010 oh. to 2013, Manchester City. 54 games. Again, 20 goals. Very consistent sort of 
average of goals for this player? Oh. Can I get the year again, please? 2010 to 2013. He spent three seasons at Manchester City. 2010 to when? 13? Yeah. He scored 20 goals. Mm-hmm. How, how niche have you gone with these players, by the way? This isn't niche. This is not a niche player? It's not a niche player at all, no. I've got an idea in my head, to be fair, but... <laughs> Nah, I'll move on. Right, well, we'll go next one. I'll give you Porto, 2012 to 2015. 91 games, 11 goals. 2012 to 2015 at Porto, 91 games, 11 goals. Are you tempted? Not yet. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to pass. Okay. All right. After his spell at Manchester City, spent a one season. 2013 to 2014 at Milan, AC Milan this time, where he had his best season of his career. 43 games, 26 goals. I've got a player in my head, but I'm pretty sure he played for Milan before going to Man City. I don't know. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It couldn't be. It's another one where you're going to kick yourself. (laughs) I have got a name in my head. I feel like I'm I'm really going to expose myself on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I just don't know. I just don't, I think it's my brain just shutting off because I'm under pressure. Right, I'll give you my next one because I I still don't think you'll get it. 2015 to 2017 Real Madrid, 41 games, three goals. 2015 to 2017 Real Madrid. I've got a player. Well, you've got 15 seconds starting now, mate. I'm Mariano thinking. Diaz. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. It's a nice shout, but you're wrong. Right, give me two teams. But this is the thing: you keep going, yeah, giving me two teams, and it just furthers my embarrassment when I don't get it. <laughs> if if I I feel like if I haven't got it now, I wouldn't. I would have already got it. You know what I mean? Right. So after that season at Milan, he spent well, he spent two years here, but one of them he was out on loan. So Liverpool. Right. 16 games and one goal in his only playing season at Liverpool. And then for the second year, he he went back on loan to AC Milan where he played 20 games and only scored one goal this time round. Is it Mario Balotelli? Yes. Come on! Get in! Get in! Come on! (laughs) I needed that. I needed that. You needed that? I needed that. I've just clawed back some pride. Right, I'll give you the last two teams. Man City, Juventus. 2017-2019, Man City. 2019, currently. Danilo. Juventus. Yep, yep. Fair play. A tricky one, that, weren't it? Yeah. Are you going right, to I've start? I've got a little, good little shout. Yeah, I'll start. So it's 1-1. It's a good start. Good for the neutral. Right, this guy has got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 teams. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to start with the first and then I'll probably, how many clubs has yours got? Four clubs. Four clubs, right. Well, I'll just give you a load at once with mine, but I'll give you the first one and then I'll give you, he basically goes a first club and then goes on loan to a load of teams. Right, so do you want to give me, am I giving you first this time, yeah? Can do, yeah. 2002-2001, Racing Club Warwick. Sorry, what were the years? 2000-2001, Racing Club Warwick. Not a clue. Yeah. 
Right, do you want to give me your first club? 2005, 2007. Barcelona C. Barcelona C. 71 appearances and 11 goals. Wow, fair enough. 2001 to 2005, my player was at Stoke City. But in that time, I'll give you all the loans. So all those loans, he was at Bristol. He went to Bristol City, Tiverton Town, Stafford Rangers, Kidderminster Harriers, and then Wrexham. Right. And in that time, so I'll give you the last loan. The appearances he didn't make many of the others. Seventeen appearances, zero goals at Wrexham, and that was where his last loan was in two thousand and five. I'm thinking now this might be easier than I thought. No? Stoke. So Stoke was until... Stoke and then went on loan to clubs like Bristol, Tiverton Town, Kidderminster Harriers, Wrexham. Not yet, no. And that was until 2005 from 2001. Right, you want to give me a club? 07 to 09, Barcelona B. (laughs) Barcelona B. 50 appearances and 16 goals. 15 appearances, 16 goals. Where's this, sorry? Like, what time? Frame? 07 to 09. Next player, next club, I mean. Manchester United. This is... 2005 to 2010. And I'm not going to give you the next club because I think it will give it away. And he made 12 appearances, zero goals. What I will give you, if he was... He went out on loan twice while he was at Manchester United between that period of 2005 and 2010. Stoke to Manchester United. We have to pass. Yep. All right, next club. All right. So, next club. Technically still the same club. Barcelona, first team. 2008 to 2015. He made 204 appearances, scoring 58 goals. 08 to 2015. Did he go on loan at all or anything at that time? No. So, he didn't play that many games, really. 204 games in seven years. I want to say, I'm going to chuck one out there. Pedro. Correct. Come on. Oh, take that. It's 2-1. Manchester United, next club. He went on loan. Watford, twice. 44 games in his first spell, 2005-2006. 29 games in his second spell, 2006-2007. And let us know, guys, if you guys are playing on, along at home. Ben Foster. Let us know how you're getting on. Ben Foster, yeah. Should have got that. I should have got that should've as got well. That. Now, when, as soon as you said Watford, I, as well. I thought he came through. I, I thought he went through Watford's academy. That's why I thought he was going to be first. Yeah, I thought you'd know because I know he was playing amateur football, wasn't he? Mm. Before he played, he was a chef for two years, Ben Foster, and then got a contract at Stoke. So yeah, let us know, guys. Yeah, how you guys got on playing, playing along. We're going to carry on. Yeah. Hopefully this is enjoyable for you guys listening because you should be able to play along and I'm sure there's a few that you've got before me and Westy. Um, and you can get in contact with us at Divided Opinion on Instagram. Get in contact, let us know what you think of the podcast. Also, if you're listening and enjoying the episode, give us a follow on whatever podcast provider you are using. Right, Westy, you're going to give me first, give me the, the first club this time. I'm going to go for a bit of an easier one here for you and that one that you should get. It's got a nice collection of clubs. You want to go first? All right. 1997 to 2000, yeah. Real Madrid. Three appearances, zero goals. Right. 1997 to 2000. I'll move on. 
2005 to 2000, no, 2004 to 2005, my player was at AS Excelsior. 39 games, 12 goals. Quite a good start to your career. What, what, what year is this? AS Excelsior, 2004 to 2005. Right. 36 games, 12 goals. Do you want to give me your next club? Um, there's a few loans in between here, but his next permanent club, years 2000, to 2004 Mallorca 120 games and 48 goals I've got an early early thought here I really have I'm not going to go for it I'm not going to go for it 2005 to 2007 Nantes N-A-N-T-E-S for those listening for those immature listeners None. 33 games, 5 goals. So a little bit of a, uh, a dip in his career, but very early on, 2005 to 2007. 33 games, 5 goals at Nantes. You got any ideas? No, pass. No, pass, yeah. All right. All right. So you might, it's a, the next get, you, I think it was a good idea for you to pass there. It would have been tough. <laughs> AS Excelsior and Nantes. It's your two teams. All right. I feel like I may have gone too easy for you here. 2004 to 2009 Barcelona 144 appearances and 108 goals can I get the the years again 04 to 09 so he had a really prominent role for Barcelona yeah he must have been an attacking player must have been a striker um I'm not going to risk it because I'm in a position where I'm I'm sitting pretty do you know what I mean I should be I think I can afford to give you this next one. 2007 to 2011, he went from Nantes to Saint Etienne, where he played 129 games and got 19 goals. 2007 to 2011, Saint Etienne. Oh. You got any ideas? You got any anyone that's in your head? I had one come to my head, but he's um. You are in a position where you where the thing you don't want to risk it too much. I don't want to risk it too much, but I don't want to risk just giving you the next clue. Saint Etienne. Give you five seconds. Pass. Pass. Right. Give right. me the next club. Is it an obvious one? Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and eleven. <laughs> Inter Milan. <laughs> Sixty-seven games, thirty-three goals. No one's like I haven't got one that sparks into my head, you know. There hasn't been one that's kind of ah. Oh. But I don't know. Did he? I don't know if he started his career in in Spain though. We've got five Who was seconds, the first mate. Club again? Real Madrid. Who was the first club? Was Real Madrid? Yeah. I'm gonna have to pass then. I'm gonna have to pass. Right. That's throwing me off. That the Real Madrid. Right, next club, 2011-2013, Lille, 71 games, 18 goals, 2011-2013, at Lille. If you if you know this guy's career, you should know, You should this should have sparked something. 2011-2013, Lille. Yeah, at Lille, yeah. I'll give you one clue that this guy, and for people at home as well, this guy came into his own later on in his career. Oh, that helps. 
<laughs> so he just pe- he peaked late. Five. I have to four. pass, mate. I ain't got a clue. Pass. Okay. I mean, I'm. Re- I feel like I'm embarrassing myself not getting this one. That you've surely a player right. that so scored over a hundred goals for you for Barca after 2011. He moved to Russia. Spent two seasons between 2011 and 2013. Uh, Angie Makashlaka. If that's how you say is it, it. Samueletta. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he started his career at Real Madrid. Came for their academy. Samueletta. He yeah. must. They must have. Did they go over to where was he from? Um, Cameroon. Yeah. Well, he's youth career '92 to '96 at Cadiz Sports Academy. I assume that's a Cameroon. Yeah. Sports Academy. Then '96 to 2000, he played for Real Madrid. Wow, you learn something new every day, don't you? I never knew that he played for. For Real Madrid, that's that's what threw me off because hmm. I was thinking Samueletto. He was where I was thinking him at Barcelona, and then as soon as he went to Inter Milan, but yeah, interesting. Um, so next club for mine, twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen, Marseille, seventy two games, fifteen goals. Anyone come into your head? And then from Marseille, twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, West Ham United, forty eight goals, forty eight games, eleven Pire. goals, yeah. Dimitri Payet. Still wouldn't have got that. I, I mean, I can't. Yeah, remember. sorry, it might have been two of it. I can't it remember him before Marseille. You know what I mean? I feel like I remember him at Lille. Yeah, so I'll be going first this time. Nineteen ninety-seven to two thousand and four. He did have a loan spell in that time. Charlton Athletic. Mm. Hundred and twenty-eight games, nine goals. Okay. Pass. Um, 2006 to 2010 AC Milan four games okay. zero goals alright I'm going to pass ok how many clubs have you got sorry eight seven eight. seven yeah I've got seven as well so I'll include this loan so in 2000 so what during his time at Charlton he went to Norwich City on loan, played six games, one goal, and that's in 2000. Right, pass. And then alone, in, at his time in Milan, he went to Padova. Padova. 20 games and one goal. In what's the years? 09 to 010. Okay. 2004 to 2005, my player was at Chelsea. 15 games and one goal. So it didn't go quite right at Chelsea. 2004 to 2005. I'm not sure when Abramovich took over, but probably around that time, to be fair. So I don't think Chelsea weren't the the powerhouse they are now. I've got one. You got one? Scott Parker. Yes, good shout. Very good shout, West. Fair yeah. play. When it seems Scott Parker, said- start... Yeah, he started at Charlton, went to Norwich on loan, then Chelsea, Newcastle United, West Ham United, Tottenham Hotspur, and Fulham. When you said and Chelsea, he, when you said Chelsea, yeah, and he he didn't do that well. I, I just remember sparking, seeing him in the Chelsea shirt, but not for long. Yeah, one of my favourite players of all time as well, yeah. Scott Parker. Do you want to West see if Ham you can get this one? Yeah, give me the give me the like the next few clubs. Ten eleven, he was at Palermo, only made eleven appearances, zero goals. Yeah. Uh, 2011 to 2015, he made 133 appearances for Torino, scored three goals. Right. And then 
2015 to 2019, spent four seasons at Manchester United. <laughs> 60 games and one goal. Oh he then moved. He, <laughs> he then moved from Manchester United to Parma, where he played 36 games and scored one goal. And he's now applying his trade at Inter Milan. <laughs> Damian. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. He's had a long career, hasn't he? Mm. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's a good shout. That it's a good shout. Right. What's well, so we three two? Are we three two to you? Yeah. Right. So we've got. It's currently three two. We're going to do best of five. Big next round. And it is me starting first. Is it me? No, I think it's you starting first. Me, yeah. So do you want to give me your first club? Right, his first senior club was EA Gangon, Guignon, I think. Yeah. French club, 2004 to 2007. 41 appearances and zero goals. Right. Barcelona B, 2011-2013. And then Barcelona C, uh, senior team, 2011-2015. He's made 68 appearances for Barcelona B, 27 goals. And then during his time in 2011-2015, he made two appearances for Bar- Barcelona senior team. Two games, zero goals. Right. I think there's a lot of names that are probably coming into your head now. Hmm. 2011 to 2013, so fa- re- fairly recent. How many games did he play for the senior team? Two games, zero goals, and that was between 2011 2015. And then there's a couple loans, and I'll give you them next time. Right. So I think I've picked an absolute a bit of an obvious one. Right, next, your next club. Um, Hopefully, this gives me something. 2007 to 2009. Twas. 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 67 games, six goals. All right, well, I'm not going to get that. Um, next clubs. <laughs> so, two clubs I'm going to leave you here. 2013, 2014, Everton on loan. 25 games, three goals. And then 2014, 2015, Sevilla on loan. 17 games, one goal. Going to give you 10 I've got an seconds. answer. Gerard Delefeu. Yeah, well done, well done. I, I I picked him and I looked. He got a lot of teams. I thought this will be good, and then Everton kind of gave it away, didn't it? He's clawed yeah, it back right, to so three it's three. three. It makes it yeah, it's good for the for the spectator. Right, next um, player. I'm going harder than next player. Do you want to hear the rest of these? See if you'd have guessed it. Yeah, yeah. Give me. One. 2009 to 2010, Lorient. Yeah. Uh, 35 games, three goals. Then he spent nine years, 2010 to 2019, at Arsenal, making 255 appearances, scoring 22 goals. He now applies uh, his trade with Bordeaux. Can you give me the Arsenal again? What was his stats at Arsenal and the, the years? 2010 to 2019, 255 appearances and 22 goals. I don't know, give me it, give me it. Laurent Koscielny. Oh, that's a that's a really good pick that to be fair I should have got that but alright we move on right next player I'm going to go for a tough one here for you you're starting I think yeah I'm just going to get his clubs up alright I've got a tough one but there's so many clubs on here alright so 90, 1996 to 2000 
84 appearances for Norwich, scoring 32 goals. I've got an early thought, you know. Have you? What the year? What's the year? 96 to 2000. Oh, no, no. It wouldn't be him. It wouldn't be him. First, 2006-2007, Joinville. <laughs> 14 appearances, three goals. Joinville? Where's that? Uh, am I allowed to give you where that is? I think it might give you away a bit. I'll give them. I'm gonna because I've only got a few clubs. I'm not gonna give that. Away. Right. I'm gonna withhold that. Okay. With that, withhold that information. All right. Give me your next. 2000 to 2001. Spent one season at Coventry City. 34 games and six goals. With the year was that? What was the year was that? Sorry. 2000 to 2001. So my player 2007 to 2009 was at Cruzeiro. 86 games, 19 goals. Cruzeiro, Cruzeiro. 2009, you finished at Cruzeiro. Yeah. Is this a tough one, you say? It's a player that you definitely know. And right. people that are listening at home will remember as well. Okay. I'll pass, but I like the. I've got. It's given me stemmed a couple of names. Yeah. Um, 2001 to 2005. Four seasons at Newcastle United. 93 appearances, scoring 28 goals. I have got someone in my head here, but we're at a risky point of the game here. If I give it away, yeah. these two teams that I'll give you, mm, do I take a risk? I'll, I'll give you one more club. Right. 2009-2010, Benfica. 26 games, four goals. 2009-2010, from Cruzeiro. Hmm... You know where Cruzeiro is, don't you? Brazil, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just for let the listeners know at home. So it's Brazil, Cruzeiro. I'm going to pass. All right. Is a loan to Celtic in 2005. Oh, that's throwing me off. There. 12 games and seven goals. I'm going to have to throw a guess out there. And I think I might be way off it because I think the years, I don't know if the years add up. But I'm going to say Kevin Phillips. No. No. All right. Reveal two for me, please. 2010-2016, Chelsea, 159 games, 17 goals. And then 2016-2019, Jiangsu Suning, 49 games, 11 goals. Oscar. You're wrong. What? You're wrong. So, for you guys listening at home... 2010 to 2016, he was at Chelsea, where he joined from Benfica. 159 games, 17 goals. 2016-2019, Zhang Su, Suning, in China, I'm going to say. 49 what? games, 11 goals. Westy's gone with Oscar, and he is wrong. Oh, my God. So, we'll give, we'll give you guys some f- time to think about that, that while was... Westy gives me the next two clubs for him. Right. Oh, Westy, Westy, Westy. 2005. Should I know this guy? Yes. Like, you definitely know him, but I can see why you went for, for Oscar there. 2005 to 2006. Blackburn Rovers. 27 games, 13 goals. And then 2006 to 2007. Liverpool. 27 games and 7 goals. And the, 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 can you give me the years again? Sorry. 05-06 for Blackburn and then 06-07 for Liverpool. 
So he didn't spend a long time at any of these clubs, did it? No, he was a he he he, he was a club hopper. Can I just get the goal records as well, please, for the last couple of Blackburn two, uh, thirteen goals in twenty seven games. Liverpool seven goals in twenty seven games. And where did he start his career? Norwich City. Oh, I don't really know to be honest. Can they, can I just get the year he started his career? And I will pass it over. Nineteen ninety six. Right. Well, the last club this guy played for. 2019-2020, Palmeiras, 33 games, one goal. And he did retire after that. And then so if I don't get it on the next, I'll give you his nationality. But I think 2010 to 2016. 16. Chelsea. Was it Chelsea? I'm going to kick myself out. 159 games. I wonder if the people listening at home know the player in question because we all know it we all know him we all we all loved him as well bottle it I'll give you 15 seconds one two five four <laughs> three two. no I'm not I'm not you've gonna got, you've got to have a guess you've got to have a guess this is the last club John Obi Mikel no I have no idea so give me two clubs please alright following is Spell at Liverpool between 2007 and 2009. He made 24 appearances for West Ham, scoring just seven goals again. And then 2009 to 2011, he made 40 appearances for Manchester City. 40 games, 12 goals. And the what were you, what years was he at Man City? 09 to 2011. I'm struggling here, me. I'm really struggling on this one. Well, I know him. You'll kick yourself so much when I when you when I've listed off some of the clubs that I've listed off. I've got someone in my head, but Stephen Ireland. Nope. <laughs> you have to reveal his nationality now. Right, nationality Brazilian. Made fifty two go- fifty two appearances and scored four goals from twenty two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen. So that's two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen for Brazil. Fifty two games, four goals. Come on, mate. Started his career in Brazil. Went to Benfica. Went to Chelsea. Then went to Jiangsu Sunning in 2016. Then retired at Palmeiras in Brazil. So it's going to be a buy round. Was it Alex? No, it's not. Oh, God. That's a good you... shout, though, that. That's a good shout. Just give you two. This is painful. <laughs> it is painful. 2010 to 2011. He... he... So his second season at Manchester City, he spent on loan at Cardiff City. 35 games, 11 goals. And then 2011 to 2012, he then returned to Liverpool for a season. 27 games, 6 goals. What on earth? Who is this guy? I think we just have to write the round off, mate. I really don't... I, just, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Mine was Ramirez. Oh, a, yeah, oh. that's a harsh one, isn't it? That's a hard one to take. You're going to be annoyed at this one as well. Craig Bellamy. Oh, lad, they were just weren't in the forefront of my mind, Craig Bellamy. I thought you, if there was more of a sustained period, a Cardiff I should have got. I generally didn't even think about Craig Bellamy. I doubt even the people listening at home got that. <laughs> quite that. It's quite an old school one. Right, we'll go for a deciding round next one. 
we'll go this next round, the signing round. Yeah. Hi guys, you might hear a few technical issues uh, here on after. Um, we'll have it all lined out for next episode and it is only the, the final round of this quiz. Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode and we'll speak to you soon. Right, so go on to the final round. We are having to re-record this because Westy forgot to start recording again. <sighs> so you might hear, at the end of the episode, you might hear a little bit of an outro where you might not hear Westy. Because we just recorded a nice bit of outro there. and Yeah, it's yeah. all right. We've Sorry, just got guys. to do another round again. You missed out on Andros Townsend and Christian, Christian Benteke. And I've actually already won the show. But it's a void round now, so everything to play for again. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Champions League draw. First club for me, AFC Bournemouth. Twenty seven goals, no twenty seven games, seven goals in two thousand nine to twenty eleven. Okay, my first club is Vitoria de Guimaraes. Two thousand twelve <laughs> to two thousand thirteen, thirty games, zero goals. I thought you might be being nice and easy, mate, considering we're re recording this, isn't, this last This bit. isn't a tough one. Alright. 2010, Dorchester Town on loan. Nine <sighs> games, four goals in 2010. Oh, yours is dead easy. Dorchester <laughs> Town. <laughs> no, it gets you. It does get relatively easy. Alright, I'm going to pass. No idea. <laughs> Any uh, Dorchester Town fans out there would have already got that. Alright. Well done. 2013 to 2015, Porto B team. Right. 18 games, two goals. Right, next next player, you might get it to be fair. 2011 to 2015, Burnley, 122 games, 38 goals. Pass. Pass. Give me a club then, mate. 2013 to 2018, Porto. 46 games and four goals. So he didn't make that many appearances over the, the five years in their first team. But this... Oh, there's a big clanger. Ricardo Pereira. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What a shout that is. <laughs> what a shout. Yeah. Because I knew as well, next club, I mean, you can guess, 2015 to 2019, moved from Burnley to Liverpool. 2015 to when? 2019. And he made 14 appearances with three goals. He was out on loan at Southampton in that time as well. Who is it? You know where I'm going? Chuck a name out there. Burnley to Liverpool. Southampton. Then he's... Well, I don't want to give you where he is now. But he, he had a good career at Southampton. He ended up joining on permanent. Danny Ings. Yeah, right. Danny Ings. Fair play. I'm pretty happy with that. Well, n- I mean, if, if you hadn't clicked record there, that shout from me. Well, never have seen the light of day. There's 2015 to 2017. He he actually spent two years at Nice on loan. Ricardo Pereira. Wow. So that's why he didn't I'm play much for Porto. I've just got, I've won myself back there. I've clawed myself back with a Dean Hammond missing out on Dean Hammond. No, I enjoyed doing that. I hope you guys enjoyed doing that at home. Uh, I hope you guys were able to play along and let us know if you beat us on a few of them because they're it's tough when you start going through a few teams and you've got an idea in your head of what someone's career was like. There's always a couple of teams that you didn't know about. I mean, Samuelletta started at Real Madrid. I never knew that. Well, that is the Christmas special, I reckon, Westy. Thanks for, for joining me and thanks for joining me this year as well. I've really enjoyed 
this year of podcasts that we've done. We obviously started in the first half of the year at uni, and then we've we've progressed it onwards now. Obviously, I finished uni or coming to the end of your uni journey. Um, just before we finished, what's been your most enjoyable episode that we've recorded this year? Is there one that comes to mind? Um, I think this one's been a really fun one to do. Really enjoyed this. Um, but I think probably both of us would probably agree that the Ballon d'Or top ten. I think, I think three or four weeks ago it was. I think it's definitely one I enjoyed the most. I think it's one that sort of resonates with the listeners the most, and it it sort of probably got people. It's a bit like this today's episode. It has people involved more at home. Obviously, we do we do enjoy the sort of reviews and the the standard episodes each week, yeah. but. When there's an episode where there's sort of like a tier list, or there's a, or we do, yeah, like we're ranking, say like a competition, yeah. the results in that, or like today when we're doing a bit of a guess who game, it's sort of something that everyone can get involved in at home as well. So I think I feel like when when I know people are at home, sort of working away at their own, sort of trying to work things yeah. out and piece together their own ideas, and I feel like that's the ones I enjoy most. Yeah, I think I, I agree. To be honest, I've I've really enjoyed. I enjoyed the the tier lists one like that, but I also enjoy the episodes where we are just reviewing the 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 Champions League games from the night before, or reviewing some Premier League games. I mean, we've had some some meltdowns with Man United. Probably been the club that have been covered the most this season, just purely out of it's like a soap opera. And I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next season. I'm sure you're probably hoping that we don't have anything to talk about. Hopefully it's just plain sailing now. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed the Ballon d'Or episode. And I think those kind of episodes are great because it, it epitomises why we've called this podcast Divided Opinion. And although I know there's a lot of things that we agree on, there are certain things we disagree on. And it's all good. It's all good to have healthy debate, isn't it? And yeah, we just hope you guys listening have enjoyed the podcast this year. We've really enjoyed it. We've really enjoyed furthering kind of our, hopefully our ability on it and the information we can give you guys. And we can only promise that we'll continue to put more effort and more research into the podcast we're doing to, to make sure the content is, is the best it can be. But we just started this out of just love for the game, didn't we, Wes? And we always will do it for that reason. We're not doing it for anything else other than we just enjoy doing it. We're a couple of mates that enjoy talking about football and now we've we've just decided to record it. So yeah. Well thanks guys for listening and thanks for people that've been here for all twenty episodes or whatever it is and the people that have literally just here for the first episode. Um yeah, thanks for thanks for supporting and we hope you have a, a brilliant Christmas. Happy New Year. I hope anyone that's maybe isolating at Christmas. I mean, I know I'm now. Oh, my brother's come back from uni and he's got COVID. So now I'm. we're going to be at home for this Christmas so I can relate to people. If you're in that position, I know there's people, there's uni students stuck in uni comms because they've got COVID or what have you. And hopefully we've provided you here with a, a couple of hours, an hour and a half of, of respite and something you can enjoy on Christmas Day. But yeah, is there anything you'd like to add, Wes? Um apologies for the the hiccup i still lost so i suppose it makes no difference i'm actually i'm actually i'm actually five three down now um but no just um i hope you've enjoyed what we've been doing over the past few months uh i hope you've noticed an improvement i think we certainly have um and yeah just 
Merry Christmas, have a Happy New Year, and come back for more of the same in January when we when we come back. That's all I've got to say. I mean, I'm not not one for big speeches or anything, but you know, just yeah. I hope you've all enjoyed what we do, and because we love doing it, and so we hope you love it as much as us. We're gonna have um, probably a week or two off now, just to let the our thoughts kind of refresh and simmer for a bit. And then we'll be coming back in the new year for the weekly schedule. And yeah, we hope you guys will be there enjoying the podcast because that's, that's what we do it for, for you guys and for ourselves as well. Um, yeah, thanks for joining West again. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. We'll see you soon.